0: And listen to this place too. There are a lot of people who have made their way into Gangong Ice Arena just to see this man and answer some of the questions coming off that injury. The reigning Olympic champ, Yusuru Han Yu. opening with a quad salve. That is everything you could ever want in a short program. The complete package, he balances the artistic score and the technical score like no one I've ever seen. The best ever, he has the jumps, he has those quads, he has the performance ability. It was perfection. And it's raining Winnie the Pooh inside the building now, which it often does, always does,
1: figure skating podcast i'm johanna a long-term figure skating fan and i'm with my partner
0: dia hello
1: who is a new-ish fan of figure skating and uh dia is also the uh, brilliant artist who has drawn our wonderful uh, logo and what does that logo <laughs> that pertains to today's episode and what does it depict and why did you draw it
0: Well, that is one of my first impressions with uh, figure skating and uh, especially Yusuru Hanyu. Because after every performance, uh, the crowd, the fans throw uh, Winnie the Pooh bears onto the ice. And it's uh, quite a sight.
1: I remember we watched, I can't remember which competition, but uh, last season and the Eurosport commentator said... I wish I was a Winnie the Pooh salesman, and we sort of <laughs> rolled our eyes because mm. it was such a lame comment, but yeah, basically uh, there are loads of Winnie the Poohs all over the ice. so what does our logo uh, what is it <laughs> How would you describe your drawing
0: well it's a black and white drawing uh, of a a lonely bear on the ice
1: yeah
0: yeah but w- so what's the origin of the Winnie the Pooh.
1: It's his, uh, his um, he sort of keeps, um, what are they called, like Kleenex, sort of, mm-hmm. because uh, they need to like dab their face and blow the nose uh, a lot when they skate. and he has... Uh,
0: yeah, paper tissues.
1: <laughs> yeah, paper tissues, thank you. I shouldn't use a brand name, <laughs> but you know. And he has sort of Winnie the Pooh holder for that. And I, I mean, that's how it started as far as I know. And if anyone uh, of you listening knows any different, please uh, uh, let us know by getting in touch. But yeah, that's the origin as far as I know. Because we recently watched uh, an early clip, not very early, but earlier than the one that we're going to talk about from 2014, I guess. When mm-hmm. there weren't as many poos, uh thrown at him as there are now or were when there was allowed to be audience in the arena. But yeah, it has sort of grown throughout the years. But so basically we're talking about Yuzuru Hanyu and one skate in particular of his, which is his 2018 short program and in particular his performance of that program during the Olympics and is to uh, Chopin uh, Ballad. Phenomenal, beautiful music. Um, but before that, just um, when we started watching together, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Yuzuru Hanyu was already a star mm-hmm. uh, because you only you only started watching skating after we met. Yeah. Uh, basically, because I was watching all the time. But so that was around 2017. You started watching for the first time. Do you have any memories of when you first sort of noticed? Yasiru Hanyu or the fact that he is you know, the star of skating or anything like that.
0: Well, I don't think I saw him as the star as I do now. Right. Uh, I think it changed with th- this performance that we're talking about today.
1: Mm. I can see that. Mm. That's interesting because when you've been watching for a long time, those of us who have, we're so used to him being this magnificent wonderful star of, of skating but um but this program that we're talking about the olympic short program is sort of the program when you where you maybe felt or you know sort of experienced his sort of greatness in a way and that's different from having everyone saying well he's the star but when you have that experience of watching a, a special program that you're moved by or or interested in or inspired by that's a different thing
0: but also with the all these all these uh, context yeah leading up to this performance mm-hmm.
1: yeah so for those of you who maybe like Dea have not been watching skating forever um, there was uh, an instance uh, in 2017 so it's the same season that was leading up to the Olympics in 2018. Um, Yuzuru Hanyu was already the big established star of skating Uh, Giant, giant superstar in Japan I don't think people, maybe even still to this day Understand how big he is in Japan, his home country
0: So he is the biggest star in japan
1: well there was a a japanese journalist said that he is the the most famous person in japan i mean Mm. i have no idea of knowing if that's accurate but it wouldn't surprise me uh, it seems like it Mm. so yeah i mean he's he's one of those i mean it's way different from here or even in the states or something It's really rare that turns into a household name outside of skating Mm. and it sometimes happens like when michelle kwan or someone like that Maybe Adam Rippon to some extent, Johnny Weir, a few people, but still not like a household main name the way that the skaters are in Japan. So it's very different from the rest of the world really. But yeah, so in uh, before the Olympics he had a serious injury, his foot that he had injured before as well. He um, uh, injured himself uh, before a competition. It was a big deal and everyone was worried. So it was a few months before this Olympics. And because he was the reigning Olympic champion, Everyone was wondering whether he would be able to um, win a second Olympics, which is extremely rare in figure skating in all the disciplines, really. But especially in the men's, it had happened uh, like in the 40s, 1940s. So it was way or maybe early 50s, but it was very, very long time ago. So anyway, he was sort of the favorite, uh, maybe uh, up until his injury. Mm. to win a second Olympics. But then Nathan Chen was coming up, the American male figure skating star, was sort of uh, making his name at around the same time. And and then Hanyu got injured.
0: So what happened? How did he get injured?
1: Uh, I think it was when he practiced his quad lutz, mm. as far as I remember, which is a very difficult jump. <laughs> and uh, it also just it's one of those things where it's really unheard of i mean i've been watching skating for a very long time and the fact that a you know 20 something reigning olympic champion is uh, acquiring new skills i mean maybe new skills in new jumps as in as he was doing is i mean it just it didn't ha- it didn't used to happen before but now that's how uh, that the demand on their technique and the jumping technique as uh, especially is really high so and also I think even if it wasn't I think Hanyu is just one of those insanely driven people he has this wonderful um, um drive to be the best skater he can be both technically and artistically and it's it's very genuine, because he didn't have to start acquiring new skills. He was already the big star. He was all, had won the Olympics, had won Worlds, he had won everything. But that kind of drive has to come from a really special place inside, I think. Because especially when you're faced with injuries, and it's not easy, and competitors are arising and uh, it's just I, I just I, I still respect him so deeply for uh, the way that he still to this day keeps pushing himself even though he doesn't have to everyone always already knows he's brilliant and all of that but he's not doing it for the outer um, you know for for people to admire him more or something he's doing it because of some sort of inner drive that is seriously unique and that that's unique Even in a context of really driven athletes who do everything for their sport. But still, he somehow has this spark that is just amazing. So he injured himself while he was challenging himself, really.
0: Mm. And who were his biggest contenders?
1: Well... Um, Nathan Chen from the States seemed to uh, be uh, uh, sort of the, the people, the person people were talking about at that time within mm. male figure skating and there were also others like Shoma Uno who is a <laughs> Japanese uh, another one of my favorites, uh, I think you're warming to him a little bit. Oh yeah, the
0: Japanese Matador. I, I love him. Yeah,
1: yeah okay, you do? Because I <laughs> yes. thought you didn't like him as much. No, oh, I do. Because uh, he really moves me as well. I mean, seriously, like, I'm, I, I've am i cried watching him because he's just, he's got this kind of amazing... Anyway, we'll talk about him <laughs> some other time. Yes. Um, but um, but he's also very different from Hanyu, which mm. is interesting, considering they were sort of the two top Japanese skaters at the time, and still. I would argue
0: Mm. Um, and also
1: Javier Fernandez from Spain right he was the sole star from Spain I mean like ever within figure skating he was amazing so he and he also had a lot of other competitors really but the thing is um, before these Olympics because of his injury Hanyu sort of disappeared I mean he couldn't train and no one really knew you know from the outside what was going on And so, I mean, I I would um, interact with other skating fans online and stuff. And and people were not expecting. I mean, we were still wondering, I think weeks before the Olympics, if he would even be there. If he would even be able to um, enter and, and compete. And, of course, that's kind of a problem even for the Olympics. I mean, unfortunately... You know, sports—it's a business. (laughs) Even the Olympics—it's a business. I hate to say it, but it's true. And he Han Yu is such a big star that a lot of things were riding on him being able. I mean, the audience pressure for him to be there was enormous. And but if you're injured, you're injured. You know. But then the sort of consensus was, I think that. He would probably be there if he could even stand up because he is so driven and he wants to be there for his fans and everything and for his country and for himself. Um, But I don't think most of us really didn't expect him to win because of the injury and everything. And it was just this kind of... I remember just thinking, God, I just hope he's there. I just want to see him do his Mm. programs during the Olympics. And if he doesn't win or medal, who cares? Like He's still this amazing artist and if he's b- considering how injured he has been, it's no wonder if he can't land his jumps or whatever. I, I just want to see him. And then he came out and <laughs> did his short program.
0: Oh, we watched this separately. I was at work mm. and you watched it live.
1: Oh, really? I don't yes. remember that. No,
0: I, I do remember. I came home uh, uh after work and you said, uh, you have to watch Hany's, uh performance. Oh. Yeah, and you had this
1: <laughs> like glow.
0: Intense glow. <laughs> and I watched it yeah. by myself. I, yeah.
1: Yeah, I remember sort of because we had only been living together uh, for a few months at that mm-hmm. time really. We moved into our place where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh that was sort of a period when we started sharing skating really. Mm. Uh so yeah. Um I can imagine showing that to you. And I just remember being, like, just so... I think I was, like, clenching my hands and jaw and everything when he came out, but it was just so wonderful to see him out on the ice. But then the fact that he not only was able to compete, but was brilliant.
0: Yeah, it was per- It was flawless.
1: Oh, amazing.
0: Yeah. Could you describe his appearance and... Uh...
1: I don't know. I mean, he... Because I had seen this program, of course, before. He had skated it before to uh, this beautiful Chopin piece. And it was one of those programs. Sometimes when a skater comes out and does a a classic, wonderful program, uh, especially during the Olympics, you kind of think, oh, no, it's not going to be as good. You know, it's not going to be as great as it was that time when he was great or something. So I really had kind of low expectations in terms of, like, if he just gets through it, I'll be happy. And then there was this magic that he was able to, uh, I don't know, express. Mm. And, I mean, technically it was really strong, but, and, and just the fact that he came out and he had this, um, <laughs> just the fact that he was so kind of confident and was able to do all these things after an injury and after we had all wondered if he would even be there, I don't know. He just has his lyrical, uh, incredible way of just um, inserting his technical elements and his jumps and everything into a piece of art.
0: Yes, it was art. It was
1: art. It was. It's very nice, mm-hmm. and his musicality and his expression, and also the the kind of charge that was well in the arena to some extent, but also just. Watching it, I could sort of feel that energy charge with all the skating fans and watchers all over the world because we were like, what's going to happen? And then he just, he's like so strong, but he's so soft in his strength mm. uh, physically and sort of in his artistic expression. I don't know. How would you describe it? Or
0: Also actually? sharp. His landings are like the fav- my favorite part, I yeah. guess. Yeah. There's something about the landings, like he he waves a sword almost.
1: That's true, but then he goes like into some choreography right away, Mm. or or a movement, or he hits a note in the music, and it's um, it's dance, but because it's also sports, he um, there's also this, you know. Energy around doing the technical elements, doing the difficult, you know, tricks, if you will, and he's able to still make a sort of dance ar- uh, around all of it, and mm. to do that after an injury and in the most, you know, watched arena of your career, and that kind of stress and everything. But I mean, some people thrive on that. Str- I mean, obviously, athletes sometimes thrive on, on stress, if you want to mm. call it that, but. That doesn't mean it's, in, it's easy to turn something special, turn it into something special and memorable and classic. Mm. So since these Olympics, the 2018 Olympics, um, Yuzuru Hanyu has amazingly kept on skating, which is rare because most skaters quit after an Olympic medal. Really, if you look at um, many skaters in all the disciplines, they quit after winning the Olympics. It's like they're sort of done. And he has continued after winning two Olympics, which is amazing. But he has been beaten quite a few times. Someone else has won a lot mm. of the competition since then uh, Nathan Chen from the United States. Uh, what were your experiences of, of watching him during that Olympics, or what do you remember about that rivalry that everyone was expecting?
0: Yeah, he kind of messed up during his um, short program, right? Yep. Yeah. And uh, my theory is that he cut his hair, he had this uh, beautiful dew, and <laughs> yeah. then, uh, he lost all his superpowers. So he looked really dazed.
1: He did. It's and all in the hair, is it?
0: Oh. Uh, well, <laughs> as you can see, it, it has grown back.
1: It has, and he's um, better than ever, maybe. Mm. Well, a lot of people were expecting him to win or medal during those Olympics I think he was himself maybe uh, I've heard him say things uh, in that way but um, but he ended up fifth and you know it happens everyone has a bad <laughs> competition sometimes and during the Olympics unfortunately but I, st- I still think even though he has Nathan Jen has won several times uh, beaten, if you will he's your Hanyu since then um, i still think his programs hasn't quite moved us the way that hanyu it's not it's not art on the same level just in our opinion i think
0: no but he, he is a very interesting person yeah uh, and his well his jump jumps are amazing mm-hmm. of course
1: yeah we mm. recently saw a practice, practice clip of him doing What was he doing? Like a quad and then a backflip?
0: Yeah, but the backflip wasn't a quad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately. Not that impressed. It wasn't (laughs) even a double! What are you doing, nathan Jen, Come on! It was like Uh, a single (laughs) backflip. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. So it kind of seems like that rivalry uh, will continue for a little bit, hopefully. Mm. Um, Which is interesting, but... um, I mean, it's kind of like, I think we mentioned in our last episode that we always want everyone to do well. And we really like a lot of skaters, uh, and this time we're talking about the men's competition, but in all the disciplines, you know, we want to see everyone do well and uh, we're just looking for that amazing uh, combination of art and sport and someone who can just bring out something unique and special and make us feel and is able to fill our hearts and Mm. souls and uh, be an inspiration or something it's just so many unexpected things can turn up sometimes among the people who aren't even meddling at these competitions it's not always you Hanyu. it can be someone you know who just does something unusual or is able to touch us somehow and mm. it's wonderful that's why it's so great to watch you know, figure skating worlds or Olympics or something because it's not just one person or one skater giving us an experience it's usually several and sometimes many in the same competition even someone who is could be way down in the results can do something interesting or special or choose music that is uh, s- speaks to me in particular or something I'm just a sort of choreography that um, is something new, something fresh. It's just always so much going on in one single competition that um, even though we're focusing on single programs, there's so much in the same competition that is worth watching and, and thinking about. There's one thing, at the end of this program, uh, Hanyu's for uh, program, he gives a look <laughs> his
0: eyes
1: oh yeah whoa i mm. mean it's like it's amazing and he's done it several times different programs and i mean sometimes he just is able when he really lays it down and just kills it sometimes he just has his look when he he's like his chin is down and he looks up and it's like what the hell is going on in that guy's
0: mm-hmm.
1: eyes because it's an intensity It's kind of, in this particular instance, it was kind of a, almost like an, I told you so, or, there you go, I did it, or, like, he just has this kind of, it's almost like a sort of cockiness, like, but it's not, it doesn't feel arrogant, it just feels intense and raw and real, and like, there's just so much inside of him that is just sometimes expressed in a, an amazing program, and sometimes in just one look. And everyone's applauding and mm. he just sort of stands there staring a <laughs> love it i think we both when we watched it last time when he gave that look we both sort of what <laughs> you know we gave yeah. like, this reaction because it goes
0: through the screen
1: it does yeah exactly it really does reach through the screen
0: could you well, could just imagine being there orster still jumping up and down guys time and place matters perspective but was that the best short program you've ever seen It may very well be (laughs) It was great I just loved his face when he stepped on the ice He's like, I'm still the Olympic champion Guys And And when it ended too, he had
1: that look like Yeah, I told you so from you. If you were watching this program like we were during the Olympics, uh, maybe you were there or maybe you were watching it on TV like we were, what was your experience? And we'd like to tell (laughs) other people on our next episode about it. So if you remember what you were thinking watching this program... Uh, what you were feeling, um, let us know uh, via email on figureskatingpodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram. That's really the easiest way, on Podcast on Instagram. Um, Talk soon. Bye-bye.